I do pray that the word that I will speak today, Lord, will come directly from your throne room. I thank you, Lord, that you're a God of vision. You're and guides his children into greater things. And I pray that today this message would do that for every one of us as we hear the Holy Spirit himself reveal the goodness and greatness of God over our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right, the theme for this year is quite simply one word. The theme for this year, 2019, is the word launch. Launch. As you see there, God gave me a picture around about in March sometime last year. And I saw this beautiful picture of a rocket launching just like that. I saw, I I love the fact that there was a a countdown. Ten, nine, eight, seven. You've seen that before. And all of a sudden the the fuel, the, the thrusters started to blow and there was this huge and God's power hit them and the whole world was changed from that point onwards. Do you know upon the name of the Lord he will come. You're just not getting what you deserve. I I, want to say it again. I I believe that God has noticed you. I don't know who you are but God has noticed you. And you know what? We don't serve a worldly kingdom. We serve the king of kings. We serve at our king's pleasure. And his acknowledgement is far more, carries far more worth than man's acknowledgement. Amen? You agree with that? Welcome to Fully's Church this morning, man. It's just so good to have you all with us. Lovely full service. This is amazing. I love seeing this. This is good. And uh, what a privilege it is just to, like I said, worship God in a special way. Well, I've said it many times. I will say it again and again and again. You might get sick and tired of me saying it. But the church, it ain't these four walls, by the way. This building, it's not the church. Uh, This is the home. This is the place where the church meets every single Sunday. We come together to worship God. We love uh, being together just to seek Him, to glorify Him, and be together as we just receive from Him at the same time. So we want to welcome you into this home. This is the home of Fully's Church. And uh, if you are a visitor, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise up your hands. Uh, But I just want to say this with all respect, that uh, we want to welcome you. There are so many different churches in this town. You could have gone to any one of those, but you've chosen to be here with us. So we feel incredibly honored to have our guests with us in our home today. We're going to ask you in a moment, not now, to lift up your hands because we want to welcome you. We're going to give you a nice hand clap and say, "Woo! we're so grateful that you're here with us. And we're going to give you a slip of paper, fill in your details. uh, And if you hand them in, you're going to get a free cup of coffee. Now, Now, let me just say something about the coffee here. It's good. The coffee is great. It's good coffee and it's free. All right. So if you are a visitor, can I ask you to be so brave and to lift up your hands so we can just welcome you into our home. All the visitors there, welcome. I know we've got visitors here, over there as well. Please keep your hands raised. We've got some guys who want to give you a slip of paper just to say thank you for visiting us. Keep your hands raised. Make sure you get those uh, those uh, slips to you. Welcome to Fully's Church. We are so blessed to have you with us, and I pray that today uh, God's blessing will just rest upon you, and you'll feel really. You'll feel. Anyone else visitor first time? Yeah, no, lift up your hand. You get a free cap, free coffee. It's awesome. All right, welcome, welcome. So good to have you all with us. Brilliant. Well, we're going to take up the tithes and offering at this time. I want to share something very short with you, if that's okay. Um, not one of those. You have not come to one of those churches where we give you a five-hour sermon and make you feel guilty and, and uh, stuff like that. 
I want to quote the scripture. You ready? Are you ready? This is, this for me was so, so exciting. Revelation message, I believe, all right? Found in the, in, in the book, 2 Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 11 to 14. Listen to this. I love this portion. Are you ready? Hello, are you ready? All right, listen to this, all right? This is what the Bible says. You will be enriched in every way to what? To be generous in every way. I love that scripture because the Bible says God's going to enrich you to be generous in every way. I love the fact that we serve a God that wants to bless us to be a blessing. Isn't that awesome? Uh, God doesn't want to bless you so you can just have a big home, fancy car, all these type of things. He wants to bless you to be a blessing. And uh, it goes on to say, which through us will produce, listen to this, thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but also overflowing many thanksgivings to God. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, I finish with this. Did you know that every time we take up an offering in any church, any circumstance, whenever we take up an offering, did you know, number one, God always gets the glory. Isn't that awesome? Every offering we ever take, it's for God's glory alone. Secondly, Every offering that we take has a lasting impact of thanksgiving. Did you know that generations ago, people sowed into a church, people sowed into a ministry so that they had no idea you and I would be here today, yet they sowed in by faith, knowing that today someone will be lifting up their hands, worshiping God. So I want to say this, this offering we've taken up, it's not going to impact just now, it impacts generations to come. How awesome is that? See what God can do with the offering. Amen? So we've, uh, what we're going to do is, I think we're going to pray over the offering, then we'll just have the announcements go up. Okay, you ready? Can you pray with us? Can we just pray God's blessing of this offering? And let's ask God specifically to bless generations to come by what we have sown in. Amen? Can we do that? Let's pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you that as we sow this offering into your care, into your hands, Lord, we are, we are reminded of the fact that over 2,000 years ago, there were people, new believers in Jesus Christ, that sowed their homes, they gave away so many things, so that, Lord, today, their seed offering is still producing fruit. So I pray for this offering, every person that sowed into this offering, I pray that this offering, Lord, would produce fruit, not only for now, but for generations to come. I speak a blessing of every person that is sowed in here, not over their homes just for now, but for their homes tomorrow, for their children, for their grandchildren, even their great-grandchildren. May your hand of blessing rest upon them. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you so much for sowing. We're going to have the announcements come up, so please see where you can get involved in the life of Full East Church.
Awesome. Well, one more, or should I say two more announcements to go to follow on with that. Our ushers, what a great ministry to get involved with. Um, a ministry where we have the privilege of uh, starting a church service not in the building, but even from outside. Did you know that most people, when they want to join a church, when they say, ah, this is going on my family, do you know where their first experience of church starts? Anyone guess? Out there. Before they hear the pastor, the praise and worship, out there. The first person that smiles and shakes their hand, let me tell you, you have such an impact in people's lives. So all the ushers, please take note. We have a meeting on my left, your right-hand side, after the service. If you'd love to be part of this amazing ministry, please, afterwards, just stay. We won't, we won't keep you long. Uh, I think the guys are starting to learn through me now. We don't have long meetings, hey, Derek? Right, eh? we don't have long meetings, okay, so we have nice short meetings, so afterwards just stay afterwards and please get involved in this amazing ministry. Then the youth, we have a whole lot of uh, young teenagers that are starting a leadership training course and they are here with us, am I right? So I wonder if they can just come to the front quickly so we can just as a church pray over our young people doing this leadership course here. Look at these two young ladies, just give them a hand, isn't it awesome? So I think any young people that, oh, here we go, awesome bro, I didn't check you there, why are you hiding there? Come stand right here by me, right here, right here, right here, all three of you. I think it's awesome that young people dedicate their lives uh, to service for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And what a privilege it is for us as a, as a congregation to pray over young people that have decided, you know what, we're not just going to be in the sidelines, we want to be trained up as leaders, not for the future, but for now. Isn't that exciting, isn't that challenging also for us? I went, I'm not going to say older folk because I'm, uh, how old are you? Uh, 16. 16. Yeah, I'm 18. So, so for us youngsters, you know, us youngsters up here, we are like young. So we're going to pray over them as they do this course that God will richly and bless them. Uh, can you, can you just stretch out your hands towards them? Let's pray together. Lord, I want to pray for these youngsters, Lord. I thank you that, Lord, they're going to have a passion and a drive for the kingdom of God. I, I don't pray that this passion will be sealed within them, but Lord, it would bubble out of them, Lord, in such a way that every one of us here would look upon them, Lord, and just, Lord, almost like a fire within them, Lord, would ignite within us. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, that would make a huge impact, not just a small, but a huge impact in the kingdom of God uh, in such a way that, Lord, will inspire every one of us to do likewise. So bless them as they learn and study God's word even further in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give them one more hand. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Bless you guys and ladies. Isn't that so cool? Thanks, Tams. I'm going to hand that over to you. Are you ready for the word this morning? All right. So let me just tell you what. The the 8 o'clock crowd, I challenged them because I had to finish in a certain amount of time. I said if you amen and shout and clap hands, it makes the sermon go a little bit more quicker. So if you want a two-hour sermon, just keep quiet. Just keep quiet. We can go home at lunchtime, or you can just agree with me every now and then, shout an amen, lift up your hands. You can go American style if you want to, and like, yeah, glory to God. You can do whatever you want, all right? But let's see, let's get excited, all right? It's going to be so cool. Uh, it's my privilege this morning to share. What did I do? What did I do? What did I just do? I don't know what I did. Put in? Yes, I love it. Good. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to share the theme. For this year, all right? So I'm going to share uh, what we're going to do from the beginning right to the end, all right? So it sounds long, but it's not going to be that long. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, let's go five minutes off the time already. That's fantastic. All right. So I'm going to pray quickly, and I'm going to ask God to bless us as we just go through what I believe uh, God wants for every one of our hearts this morning. All right, let's pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that as we, as we get into your word now, that, Lord, once again, the Holy Spirit himself would speak to us in such, in such a way, Lord, that you're going to draw us close to you. You're going to make us uh, get to a place where we want to do big and great things for your kingdom. So I pray, Lord, the little time that we have, it's going to cause a great impact in our hearts now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the theme for 2019 is a very simple theme. The theme is launch, L-A-U-N-C-H, not lunch, launch, okay? Just thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, God gave me this beautiful picture in March last year. Believe it or not, already March last year, God gave me this picture for this year. And as you can see, there's a rocket that's launching. And I, I had this beautiful picture of a countdown, 10, 9, 8, 7, you know. And ne- next moment, there's this, this big thrust and there's power and there's fuel, there's flames. And, and it forces this rocket up into the sky. I mean, how awesome would it be to actually be at an actual launch? Anyone want to go to a launch one day? Wouldn't you love to see it go to wherever it is and, and you hear the countdown, you feel and see and smell and, and, and all the stuff that goes with a, a major launch. I'd love to see that personally one day. Maybe if God blesses us, we can all go together. How awesome is that, eh? Could be about 100 or 300 people. We all just go together. Awesome. Go see a launch. Well, God gave me this picture specifically for this year. And I, and I asked God, why, why, why give me this picture? Why are we, uh, why, why is launch going to be a theme for us this year? And God clearly spoke to me. I know He spoke to me in this way, uh, in saying this, that every rocket launched has a mission and a purpose. Let me just be honest with you. Uh, the Americans, the Russians, the Chinese, whoever, they don't just launch a rocket like, hey, let's just light this thing up and check where it goes. Yeah, you know, They don't do that. They've got a purpose behind every rocket. You know why I know that? First of all, it costs millions and millions of dollars to launch a rocket. So there's no way they're just going to go launch something without a purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear my voice today, I want you to know something. Every person in this building, no matter what your age is, whether whether you're a youngster, whether you are 150 and now it's your 151st birthday tomorrow, let me just say, I believe with all my heart, every person in this building, God has got a purpose and a mission for your life. Now, if you're here, and I, I, don't throw your Bibles at, or you can if you want to, I'm pretty good at dodging stuff, right? But if you want to throw your Bible at me by my next statement, this statement might come across a little bit harsh, but I want you to hear this very carefully, because... Honestly, if you're sitting here today and you're saying, well, I've done everything, I've accomplished everything, there's nothing left for God for me to do. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's your attitude, if that's where you are today, I'm sorry to say this, and I know you might get upset by this, but what on earth are you still doing here? We should be planning your funeral. Because if there's no purpose for you to exist here, if God is like, ah, you know, you're finished, there's nothing left for you. Can I be honest with you? There's nothing left for you. Let's plan your funeral service. But I know for a fact that because God has allowed you to be in this building today to hear this message, I want you to be confident of this, that God has a plan for your life. There is purpose for you to be on this earth. God has got a mission for you. And any church, let's go to the church world. If any church has no vision, has no purpose, has no mission, close the doors. 
God has placed us here with a purpose and a plan. Amen? Yeah, another minute off. There we go. God also showed me that, you know what? He also showed me the year 2020. Now, some of you are like, hey, Ryan, we, we just started your sermon on the year 2019. What the heck are you talking about 2020? Well, I have to talk about 2020. Because here's the thing. When I was praying, I believe that God is saying that the year 2019, we are going to prepare for something amazing for the year 2020. Because when I speak about 2020, ladies and gentlemen, did you know that 2020 represents what? Anyone? When you go to an optometrist and they say, hey, you got 2020, what does it mean? Vision. It speaks about perfect vision. You see perfectly. I believe with all my heart that in the year 2020, God is going to stir up something. God is going to move something. God is going to shift something in the atmosphere for us to receive a perfect vision from above. I believe we're going to have a deposit from heaven into this earth. I, I don't know about you, but I remember Jesus Christ praying, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in heaven as it is in heaven. No, he did not say that. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know what's going to change this world that we live in? You know what's going to change our circumstances? You know what's going to change my health? It's a deposit from heaven into this earth. I really believe that year 2020, we're going to see a visitation from heaven. Come on now, doesn't it excite you? Come on. And I believe that this year 2019, we're going to lay a foundation. We're going, to, we're going to put something that's going to cause us to launch to the next dimension, man. I'm excited. So what I've done is I've, I've, I've taken the word launch and we've broken up. So throughout the year, we're going to go on a journey. I'm asking you to join me on this journey. I'm asking you to, to, to come with me as we prepare to launch for something amazing. All right? So the L uh, stands for, uh, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, stands for lean not on your own understanding. Anyone heard of that scripture before? Lean not. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says this, Trust in Jehovah with all your heart and lean not to your own. What's the word? Ah. The Amplified Version says this, Trust in, rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or your own understanding. And I love the message translation. Now before you judge me, write letters and emails saying, Ah, the message translation, that's not of God. Okay, before you do that, I see the message translation as a commentary, a great commentary on scriptures, okay? So listen to what the commentary says, message translation says this, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Here's the problem with many Christians today. We're trying to figure God out on our own. We're trying to understand God on our own. I honestly believe that we need to be relying on the greatest teacher who in the Bible says is the Holy Spirit. I want us to get to a place where we, we trust God with all our heart. We lean not upon our own understanding. Now, I don't have my son here, so who am I going to choose? Who would like to volunteer? Anyone want to volunteer? Uh, who wants to volunteer? Derek, thanks for volunteering. That's awesome. Derek, thank you. Derek, no, Derek, yeah. Come up here. Give Derek a hand. Awesome. Come here. Everyone, this is Derek. If you don't know. So, so I want you to hear this. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do you know what that word lean means? I'm going to show you what it means. All right? So here, I'm going to lean on Derek. Look at this. My full weight, everything's on him. He's dependable. You are, hey? Just check it. So what I want Derek to do for a moment, without telling me, is to be unreliable. 
Did you see that? So, so, thanks, Derek. Give him a hand. That's awesome, right? The word lean in the Hebrew means to support oneself, to rely on, to hold oneself up, or to trust completely in. Here's the thing. If you are leaning on something that is not trustworthy, if you're leaning on something that honestly cannot hold you up, I want you to know this with all confidence. You are going to fall. You go, this, your whole entire foundation will begin to shake. I honestly believe one of the biggest problems with the church of Jesus Christ today is the fact that today people trust in the God of their own understanding. Instead of trusting the God of Scripture, we create a God who fits into our understanding. The church worldwide has made the fatal mistake of trying to use Scripture to put God into a box. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got good news for you. You cannot put God in a box. You cannot put God in a little space that you say, God, you will only operate this way. The reality is God is far above our understanding. God is greater than any understanding that you and I could ever think of. The reality is God is God. He's the creator of the universe. We're still figuring out stuff that he did thousands of years ago. How do we create a God of our own understanding? We want to create a God that fits into our minds. And it's dangerous to do that, ladies and gentlemen. We got to get back to whom the scripture reveals as God. Would you agree? And I, I want to go this way. I want to go this way. During this year, come on a journey with me, okay? I want to look at our foundations. I want to look at what is holding us up. What are some of the key elements of our faith that keeps us secure, keeps us strong? Ladies and gentlemen, you can never build anything unless the foundation is secure. Agreed? I mean, you can go as high as you want. If the foundation is wrong, it's going to fall. I believe too many Christians today, their faith has been shaken. Too many Christians today, one day they're strong, next day they're weak. One day they're praising God, next day they're in a day of depression. Can I be honest with you? The reason why that is the way we're living is because our foundation is wrong. We are leaning upon our own understanding. Some of the key elements we're going to look at, for example, I believe that we grow by grace. You agree? You want to grow, you want your, your salvation to be strong, you've got to grow in grace. 2 Peter 3.18 says this, but grow in what? Grace and in knowledge of the Lord and Savior, who? Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and the day of eternity. Amplified version, but grow in grace, undeserved favor, spiritual strength, and recognition and knowledge and understanding of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. To Him be glory, honor, majesty, splendor, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Here's the thing. I want to say this. We're going to go through the subject of grace. As I say that, I'm going to disagree with myself. Because grace is not a subject. Grace is not a theology. Grace is not a teaching. Grace is actually the person of Jesus Christ. I love the fact that Jesus said this. If you want, if you have seen me, you have seen who? The Father. If you really want to understand who God is, you've got to understand who Jesus is. When you understand who Jesus is, you'll understand who the Father is. So this year, right in the beginning, we want to look at the foundations of grace. Now I know grace is a hot subject. Here's the problem with grace. 
if you don't have a good understanding of grace, you will either be a skinny, malnourished Christian, or you are going to be a fat slob of a Christian. He might say, Ryan, why use that analogy? Because here, if, you, if you've got the incorrect understanding of who God is, some people see God as this lawgiver, the one who is waiting for you to mess up. As you mess up, he's there to punish you. He's this father at a great distance. He's this person at a great distance who, who only comes near you when you are perfect. In other words, you're not a son, you're a slave. And I, I believe that God has called us for sonship, not slaves. Here's the thing, slaves are always malnourished. Now, we don't see slavery today because we know to live in that type of world. But if you go back in history, slaves were seen as objects. You got given the leftovers. So in the spiritual world, there's two types of Christians. There's this very skinny, malnourished, always falling apart, always like, oh, God loves me one day, hates me next day. Oh, I feel God's pretty, oh, no, he's so far away from me. Have you ever been in a place like that? Then there's the other side, the fat slob Christian. With eating his chicken and everything, you know, like everything's everywhere. Fat oak. He's the guy here that has got this other idea of grace. Grace is all about me. How awesome I am. Look at me. Everything's about me. Church is about me. Everything. God's about me. In fact, God, he needs to, he, God needs to understand me because I'm me. And everything's about me, 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 me. And they eat, 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 and they just get fat. Both, ladies and gentlemen, is unhealthy. So we're going to study that. I also believe we're going to look at foundations of faith. Do you know that every astronaut has to have faith? When they do the countdown and they hit that button, there's a huge explosion. They have to believe that the other people who have done their job has done it well. Would you agree? Right, I don't have a lot of time. Let's go through. I didn't hear any amen, so I added a minute, okay? <clears throat> Can I have an Amen. Right, minute off again. Right. And the A stands for anointing. So L, lean not on your own understanding. Get down to the foundations. Understand who we are in Christ. Understand our relationship with God. It'll lead us to a place called anointing. Do you know that every rocket needs fuel to launch? Come on, that's not untrue. If you look at uh, the, uh, an actual launch, you'll see there's huge fire, there's, there, there's smoke, there's, 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 there's an ignition. Something uh, causes that rocket to lift off the ground. What we need to make us lift off this ground to be, to be a people of impact, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We need dunamis power. We need the power of God to help us take off. I don't want to be in a church that's dead. I want to be in a church that's alive. And where does our life come from? It comes from the power of God. How am I born again? Through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Salvation comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you agree with that? I believe that we need the anointing of God. In the book of Acts, we read over and over again how the church of Jesus Christ, they would preach and there was always signs and miracles and wonders that followed the preaching of the word. I'm so sick and tired of great sermons. I want to see sermons become reality. I don't want to be one of those preachers that every Sunday morning, oh, I tickle your ears, you walk out like, oh, that posse preacher's okay, it's alright, it's not, you know, it's cool, it makes me feel happy. No! I want to preach messages that ignite something inside of you that the Holy Spirit ignites and sets fire so this town will never be the same again. We need the power of Jesus Christ in us. So we're going to be talking about the anointing. By the way, the anointing is an amazing subject. Uh, if you, if you understand the anointing, the anointing means the smearing of oil. The covering of oil. 
I said in the first service, I, I was reminded, as I said, that of anointing service Tammy and myself went to. Oh, this pastor. He wanted to anoint everyone in the church. Everyone. But he wasn't a polite pastor like we are. You know, he took a little bit of oil and like, oh, bless you, anoint you. This I had a bucket of oil. No jokes. Bucket. Ask Tammy. Puts his hands in the oil. Hey. And then guess who's the first person he wants to pray for because I'm the pastor. Pastor, come here. I just saw all the ladies, including my wife, they disappeared. They were like gone. You know, gone. So so would come, he'd pray and he'd put his hands on. He smeared me. I had like, I don't have much hair, okay? But after that, I like had no hair because it just disappeared with oil. It was dripping all over. Ladies and gentlemen, can I say the anointing is not about smearing with oil specifically. It's actually about smearing with oil, covering with oil, because you have been set apart. You have been consecrated. You have been called. You've been specifically put in a place for use in the master's service. I believe when God anoints you, he empowers you to do the work that he's called you to do. So I really believe that as we go through the the rocket stage, uh, we're going to see that the book of Acts, go and research this, go and study this if you want to. The book of Acts is one of the only books in the New Testament that doesn't have an amen at the end. Why? Because the book of Acts is not finished, ladies and gentlemen. The book of Acts, listen to this side, because you guys are very quiet, I don't know why, okay? Listen, the book of Acts is still today. You and I are in the same church as the book of Acts. And the things that that, yes, amen, come on, look at that, that's awesome, right? So listen, the, 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 the thing about the book of Acts, it's for us today. You and I, there's no amen, we still live in the same dispensation. Another amen, yeah, you guys are rocking as well, all right? Let me give you the scriptures, then we'll move on, okay, because you guys are cutting time. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. And in the fulfilling of the day of Pentecost, they were in one accord in one place, and suddenly a sound came from heaven, as borne along with one mighty, uh, a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house they were sitting. And tongues as of fire appeared to them, being distributed, and it sat upon each and every one of them. The church was filled with such power that in one day, 3,000 people came to know Jesus. Luke chapter 4, 18, listen to these words. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Why? Because He has what? Anointed me. Jesus Christ did what He did because God anointed Him. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that God is going to anoint every single one of us. He's going to consecrate us, set us apart, pull us apart if He has to for a purpose this year, 2019. All right. L-A. So, Lean, lean not on your own understanding. Getting back to the basics, understanding our calling. That calling leads us to a place of anointing, being filled with His power. Why? So that we can come to a place of unity. Did you know unity is key in the kingdom of God? Did you know that? In a rocket that's launched, every part, no matter how small it is, has to work together. Did you know that? If one part does not work properly, it can mean what? Disaster. In January 28, 1986, this happened. The space shuttle Challenger, boom, exploded. I think it was seven astronauts that died in that tragic accident. You know, you know what caused the accident? O-rings. O-ring, yeah, one. Didn't work. Caused everything to fail. Did you know in the kingdom, in the church... Every single person here, listen to me, every person, you've got a part to play. 
Your part might be, you might think, oh, I'll just shake hands at the door. No, no, no. Without you, things fail. Oh, but I, I, you know, I just, I, I help pack the chairs. Without you, there's no chairs. Yeah, but I just come and make, no, without you, there's no, here's the thing. Every single person has a part to play in the kingdom of God. Amos 3 verse 3 says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? John uh, chapter 17 verse 20 to 23. Before I read these words, listen to me very carefully. These are not just good words to put on a wall. This isn't just a great scripture to quote. I want you to understand something. This scripture you're about to read, it's an actual prayer that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, prayed. He didn't just say it because it was a good thing. He literally prayed this to his Father. Can I ask you a question? When Jesus prayed, did the Father hear number one? Yes. Did, did, did the Father answer his Son's prayers? Yes, this prayer will be answered. Listen to the words. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one as you, Father, in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and love them as you have loved me. This is Jesus' prayer. This is what he prays. Lord, once they, I mean, just see the journey once we get to, to leaning not on our own understanding, but putting our full trust in, in, in God through great foundation leads us to a place where there's anointing and power. It leads us to a place where we become one. It, it, come on now, just think about this. In, in the Tower of Babel, this, this is God's words about those heathen people. They're building a tower. God's own words, not man-made. God says this about these people. Nothing is impossible for them. Can you see where God has taken the journey that he's taken us? Listen to this. Uh, uh, I read this. I uh, love this quote. Two Christians are better than one when they are one. When they're one. Then let me move on to the end. The need side. Every mission has a need. Every rocket that is launched there's always needs. Did you know that? That's part of life. I'm sorry to tell you that. Burst the bubble. When you get married, there's needs. When you start a business, there's needs. When you run a church, there's needs. Whatever area you look at, there's always needs that have to be met. I love the fact that Jesus promised that he would meet every what? Need in us. I believe that God always provides. Here's the thing. Here's the key. God always provides through relationship. So during the year, we're going to talk about how God provides for our needs through relationship. I mean, think about this. God provides as our Father. He provides as our shepherd. He provides as our friend. He provides as our brother. He provides as our husband. He provides as our savior. He provides as our king. You can go on and on and on. Here's the thing. God provides in the form of relationship. In other words, when he is my king, I am in his kingdom. It means if the enemy wants to get to me, he has to get through my king. Can't do that because my king is the king of kings. Come on now, doesn't it excite you? So we're going to do that. Then in ending, there should be a lot of amens there in closing. 
the CNH, Christ, our hope. Every mission needs a captain. You see, the captain is the one who brings stability. The captain is the one who brings direction. The captain is the one that when you're in a, in a, in a tight space, in a, in a space of trouble, the captain is the one you look to for strength. Our captain on this mission is Jesus Christ. He's the one we find our hope in. You know, at the end of every year, and guess what? By the end of the year, I know it just feels like it was yesterday, but the end of this year, it's going to be this great season called Christmas. Anyone remember Christmas? Felt like it was just yesterday, hey? Some of us are still wearing our Christmas shirts, yeah. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is what God, I want to end off with this. This is what God really brought home to me. A successful mission, especially a manned mission, it's not just in the launch. It's not just in reaching the destination. It's getting back home. It's coming back home. And I really believe that at the end of the year, we're going to bring it all back home by focusing on Christ Jesus, our hope. Like I said right in the beginning, if you want to know your father, you want to know who God really is, always remember the words that Jesus said. Listen, guys, if you see me, you see the father. I love the fact that Jesus did not come into this world to condemn the world, but through him might be saved. Through him, see love. Jesus is the one who taught us that God is love. He introduced the people of his day to another side of God that they had never seen. And that word is called Father, Abba. He wanted to bring us home to our Father. So at the end of the year, we're going to go through an amazing journey. And I want you to be with us. Don't miss out. If you can do your best, don't miss a service. I know you're going to go on holidays. That's awesome. If you're going overseas, like the rule, the new rulers, you take me with you. It's just part of the rules now. Okay? Sorry. You have to, Okay? My wife's given me the blessing. I can go with you to America. All those wonderful... If you're going to Uzbekistan, I might not be able to make it. Just throwing it out there. I just That's one place I might not be able to go. But everywhere else, I'll probably go. Hawaii, Mauritius, all wonderful. I'll go preach the gospel there while you're on holiday. Um, here's the point. Here's the point. Finishing. We're going to go through an amazing journey this year. This theme, I didn't, we didn't just put up this theme because, oh, it's nice. It's so cool to talk about. No, this is an actual journey. This is an actual mission trip we're going on. We are going to go through some of the core foundations of our belief system. That's going to lead us to a place where we will see God's anointing and power rest upon us. Not for the sake of just feeling good, but for the sake of completing what God wants us to complete. We will get to a place where there will be unity. We'll have a common purpose, a common goal. We'll have a common drive. God is going to move in this church like you have no idea as we become one in his power. He will meet every need. Throughout the year, there will be needs. I'm sorry to say it, but there will be needs. There will be crises. There will be moments where we'll need God to intervene. How he does that is through relationship. I want to look at all the relationships that we can have with God as Father, as King. 
as Lord, etc., etc. And then at the end, to bring everything home, it's going to be Christ, our hope. So come along this journey with us. Don't miss out. This year is going to be an incredible year. I believe every one of us, God is going to do something amazing within us. Let's bow our heads as we pray. So Lord, already in this year 2019, I want to speak life. I want to come against the spirit of death. And I want to bring life. I pray, Lord, for every individual here and as a corporate group that, Lord, you would birth a, a new, almost like a new, a new hope, a new vision, something brand new in our hearts this year. I pray, Lord, that old mindsets will be broken. Perhaps, Lord, we've created mindsets of you that's actually unscriptural. And I pray that those mindsets this year will be broken. And Lord, instead of those old mindsets, may we have the mind of Christ himself. May we see God for who he really is. Thank you for anointing us this year, setting us apart, calling us, Lord, for your purposes and your plans. Anointing us with power to accomplish that. I thank you that marriages to this year, Lord, we would see a strengthening of marriages like never before as we unite. I pray for a strengthening of relationships with one another like never before. I pray for a strengthening in our relationship with you this year like never before. I thank you that, Lord, every need that comes our way, you will be our provider. You'll be Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And I thank you, Lord, that Christ will always be the center of our hope as we move into this year, 2019, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Thank you for being with us.